Hi, I'm Taylor Hauk, and this is FinOpsPod. Three, two, one. Three, two, one, go. Hey, Three, this two, is one. Stacey Case. Three, two, one, go. No, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. You know, I have an older brother, and sometimes... I mean, I am older than you, but you act just like him. <laughs> that frustration was such a... <laughs> okay, I'm going to try this again. Hey, this is Stacey Case. And I'm Joe Daly. And this is Finn. This is the FinPod. FinPod. Oh my gosh. Now I'm laughing because... You and I often get comments from people. They'll like either message you or message me mm-hmm. and say they just like listening to you and I banter every now and then. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, like you said, it's because we actually genuinely like each other, except for times like this <laughs> when you try to talk over me. Purposely. <laughs> and I question, I question my sanity in doing this podcast with you. Also, I think people might be interested to know that we usually talk, you and I, for like, Anywhere from 20 to 30 minutes before we record. Because if we don't, it would just be a lot of editing out really (laughs) stupid things. (laughs) Things that aren't that important. And with all that in mind, and the fact that last episode we left in the Euchre content, you could tell... Did anybody write you about that, by the well, way? Well, so or? I was in Toronto. For I can't the, believe we you just managed to bring that back up into conversation. We're bringing oh. Euchre back into it. Euchre is now part of our running jokes. I was in Toronto for a FinOps meetup there, and I was talking to Chris Little, and he said cribbage. He played cribbage a lot. And I don't know. I talked to one person, so maybe that's enough to say cribbage is the national sport of Canada. However, oh. <laughs> have you ever played, have you ever played cribbage? Uh, no. Is that the one with like the, the little, yeah. the things, the board and with the little pegs that you move around the pegs, and you have cards that's the word, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's probably how Canada developed the sport of curling. Cause they got bored of cribbage <laughs> and they're like, here's a rock. They needed some to do ice. something else. <laughs> All right. So, I was in Toronto. Yeah, you're in Toronto. As I was saying, I was in Toronto. And it's roadshow season. I was in D.C. Ruben and team over in Europe were in Paris for the Paris roadshow yesterday. No, that looked amazing. Tower. The photos. Talk about fear of missing out or FOMO, as the kids called it 10 years ago. I got some FOMO. I... I had some serious FOMO with the Eiffel Tower pictures. Yeah. They really raised the bar. And I think we can thank Jessica Brandis for that, too, who's our director of events. She secured that spot. Man, I don't know how she keeps coming up with these amazing venues, but she does. Maybe we can get the White House for DC next time. <laughs> Let's leave that silence in there. Yep. <laughs> Just in her sound of crickets. <laughs> so, yeah. But I was in D.C. and we were at the Woolly Mammoth Theater. Oh, we cool. had the whole place. It was really cool. Was there a Woolly Mammoth there? there? Strangely enough, no Woolly Mammoth in the Woolly Mammoth Theater. Hmm. But it was a really cool venue, really comfortable. And Rob Martin was emceeing the event. He put a lot of theater puns in all of it. 
Did anybody get them? Do the under- people understand the theater puns? Some, some did. Well, most, did. most did. Well, well, we have a lot more going on. We have London, Munich, then we have a, we start going into cloud event season, and then it's going to be ignite, and then of course reinvent. Mm-hmm. The year, the end of the year is always so busy with everything Flying that's by. going on. A lot of things for folks to see, a lot of things for people to do. If you're going to ignite or reinvent. Look up the Seattle Roadshow and the Las Vegas Roadshow. We got more, mm-hmm. more for you to do. I'll be at the Las Vegas Roadshow. I'm excited for that one. So. Very exciting. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, okay, so yeah, lots going on. Getting ready to release a new course too. Very mm-hmm. excited about that. It's another certification, so kind of on par with the FinOps Certified Practitioner. This is going to be FinOps Certified Engineer. <gasps> it's really designed. I know, right? That's I. Lean into this, folks. Tell me more. Tell you more. It's really designed with the engineer's perspective in mind throughout the mm-hmm. whole thing. What do they need to know from us to do their job, to do it well, to work with the other teams? Mike Fuller's had a lot to contribute to this and the structure and the design of it. It's going to be great. And that's going to be coming out the very beginning of December. So this isn't a certificate. It's not yeah, like Yeah, no. It's an actual certification. So... It, it, it will hold the same weight as like the practitioner. So, you know, there's a lot of times folks aren't going to be practitioners, so that's not their role. So we wanted to right. create a certification that's for the cloud architect or the systems architect or, you know, cloud engineer, engineer, all of those folks. So this is going to be for you. That is cool. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. We'll be talking about it in the upcoming summits, but beginning of December. If you went to learn.finops.org now, you could actually see there is an early bird discount code if you wanted to pre-buy it for pre-sale. Exciting. Awesome. All right. So talk to me about what everybody's going to be listening to now, which I obviously haven't listened to yet um, because you were just wrapped like recording all of it. And it it sounds like it's a pretty good thing. You kind of did a a man on the streets type of vibe here or kind of. Yeah, I took the podcast machine to Washington, D.C. with me. And is the podcast machine kind of like the DeLorean in Back to the Future? No. Well, no, not this one. It's. Like, if you remember the Microsoft Zune, like, it oh kind of looks like that with knobs on it. I just love that our references are so old. I did Back to the Future, and then you did the Microsoft Zune. That's where our references are. So please help us. <laughs> We're struggling with the TikTok demographic. Um, <laughs> but I brought the podcast machine with me to DC, set up some microphones, and I just grabbed people who were at the roadshow and I asked everyone the same question. What is one FinOps thing you've learned this year? And the point of this is to show that there's so much to this space and it doesn't matter how long you've been doing it. I still learn things and it doesn't matter what your maturity level is. There's always learning to be had. It's what makes this to continue to be fun. So I asked mm-hmm. everyone, tell me one thing you've learned. And we had people who've been doing this for years, people who are on the governing board, Uh, the FinOps Foundation, people who just started two months ago, all sorts of interesting folks. Now, having said this, it was Washington, D.C., which is a huge public sector employer. And a lot of folks aren't able to say where they work, so Mm -hmm. they just say their name. So sometimes someone says where they work, sometimes they don't. Just know they're all FinOpers. No, just know they're all FinOptonauts. FinOpers is a lot easier to say. We have it. You better not delete that. Okay. Awesome. 
Yeah. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited to hear who you chatted with and what their thoughts are. We're starting to get into that year-end type of thing, like wrapping up what we've learned. So, I mean, I know it's only October, but it's... By the time you get this out, it might be November, so just kidding. <laughs> Who knows? We'll see. Who knows? <laughs> Enjoy the podcast, everyone. So, all you got to do is introduce yourself. You don't have to say where you work. And then what's one thing, what's one FinOps thing you've learned this year? Hi, my name is Melvin Brown. And the one thing I learned this year is the power of optimization. Tell me a little bit more. I tricked you. Well, optimization over time can build up a huge cost savings for your organization if you do it. And it can make you lose a lot of money if you don't. And so this year we optimized a lot of our cloud spending, and we saved a ton of money. That's awesome. You getting any kudos for that? Any say, hey, Melvin, you're driving all this value? No, what I am getting to do is spend money in other places. That's a high five noise. Thank you, sir. Hi, my name is Bob Clayson. And I guess the one thing I've learned from listening to the FinOps podcast this year is it's okay to not have everything figured out at the beginning. You can start small. You don't have to know everything, but you can try some things, get a few wins under your belt, and then expand. The crawl, walk, run thing is really awesome, and we're using it at my job. That's so cool. All right, thank you so much. Okay, so just talk like straight into there. Okay. Yeah, and then introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Merritt Hughes. I'm a specialist master with Deloitte in our government and public services division, helping bring FinOps to federal, state, and local government. That's awesome. And what is one FinOps thing you've learned this year? So I want to say that my lesson I keep learning over and over again is the different ways in which snapshot costs can sneak up on you. <laughs> had an interesting one on one project where the cross-region transfer into your DR region doesn't do incremental. So if you took four snapshots a day and copied it over, your home region is incremental. And all four of your copies into DR are full copies of your terabyte-sized EBS snapshots. <laughs> so that added up real fast. And we've recently discovered kind of bigger issue with snapshots in Aurora database when you have very long retention policies, which is after 90 days, if I nobody come at me because I'm trying to remember <laughs> how the truly technical engineer explained it, but I believe it was after 90 days, you can't restore directly into Aurora. And we had to keep snapshots for this entire time. So we're having to do some weird like compress it, parquet thing. Oh. And there's also an issue with the incremental backup snapshots on Aurora. And I just reached the point where the numbers kept adding up and kept adding up. And we were like, uh, how are we going to handle a 10-year retention policy? Mm. 
So snapshots will come and get you no matter how often you think you've updated your lifecycle policies and you understand it, you launch a new service and learn something new. Something as simple as snapshots. They'll always come for you. <laughs> but they are critical to any sort of DR and availability process, so you can't get rid of them. Absolutely. Thank you so much. My name is Aji Farin Loy. I work at Mass Mutual. What's, uh, what's one FinOps thing you've learned this year? FinOps is a team sport. You have to collaborate. You can't do it alone. I love it. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Joe. Hey everyone, it's Joe. I'm breaking into the recordings here. Just to point out Aji's lesson here, he was full of smiles and he just sat down super quick and as soon as he was done, he jumped up and ran out. He really did have a flight to catch. But I really like his point because I think it underscores the value of our community. You might be on a team that does FinOps or you might be the only person in your company that does FinOps. And if you are, you have us, you have this community to connect with, to have shared experiences with. You need people to work with you at your company in order to execute on everything and drive business value. But this community is also here for you, which is a nice thing. He was super quick. It's all energy too. Oh my gosh. All right, so talk talking to it like that so I hear you. I'm talking into it like this, so yeah. you can hopefully hear me now. I can hear you. So say Excellent. your name. Hi, this is Taylor Hauk. I work with NBC Universal. Awesome. By the way, Taylor, FinOps ambassador here in the DC region. Taylor, what's one FinOps thing you've learned this year? One FinOps thing I learned this year is the wonderful world of software licensing, specifically purchased through AWS Marketplace. Since I got involved in, in FinOps, I've been mostly focused on the infrastructure side, you know, compute, storage, networking. There's always more to learn, and marketplace licensing is something that, a world that I've fallen into. I was definitely ignorant to it before. Are you, are you happy to learn about this? because I have mixed feelings from my time. So I'm happy to know about it because otherwise you're kind of just ignorantly ignoring it. So yeah. it's it's good to know and it can actually be a much higher cost than you realize. I mean, I was looking at specific servers in which the licensing cost was actually more than the compute and that kind of shocked me. I mean, it was just, obviously those are small servers, but mm -hmm. if you're running expensive software on it, it can really increase the cost. So if you're just looking at your in AWS EC2 spend for a specific mm -hmm. workload and ignoring the licensing aspect, you could be missing you know, a high percentage of cost, especially if you're looking at relatively smaller servers. Yeah. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Okay, so introduce yourself. Hi, Joe. Um, my name is Trigger. I work for Accenture. What's one FinOps thing that you've learned this year? One thing that I learned this year is consistency. You can be in the crawl space uh, and make a lot of progress in that, but as you start getting into walk and run, you have to be consistent uh, because if, if you're not, you're going to lose your edge very quickly. And consistency is the best way to uh, put yourself in the map of your company as well so that people get to know you. 
just because you're consistent and you're churning all the results consistently instead of just having a result in the month of January and then nothing in the month of June. That's how you build a reputation. That's how you build a reputation. Love it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hi, this is Kevin, and I've learned that FinOps requires commitment from all levels of the organization. You need senior leadership to help make FinOps be successful. So go have your bosses push hard for FinOps. Joe, this is Jonathan. I work supporting the government, specifically the DOD. Mm -hmm. but that's as far as we have to go for right now. There you go. But what I really learned this year is that FinOps, it's a process. And so it's an iterative process, just like the way you've learned in other types of methodologies like Agile. You have to constantly iterate in order to be able to improve upon the information that you gain. So you start off with like a baseline, and then you keep iterating to be able to get the data and the details that you need to support your organization. You can put the headphones on. So you can hear me, then you sound cooler if you're wearing headphones. Cool. Hey Joe, how's it going? Good, how are you? Can I'm you, doing pretty good. Can you tell everyone what your name is? My name is Ansley, and I work in the public sector. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Public sector is very mysterious. None of you want to get very specific. <laughs> we want uh, non-attribution. <laughs> <laughs> what is one thing you've learned around the FinOps area this year? So this year is my first uh, introduction into the formal, uh, cohesive practice of FinOps. And I picked up the J.R. Stormont book, Cloud FinOps, mm. and I read it cover to cover, and it was like reading the Rosetta Stone of all of our problems, and all the answers were right there. So we just have to figure out a way around our institutional challenges to implement those. That's awesome. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thanks, Joe. There you go, and then just introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Kevin Mueller. I've been in the FinOps for a couple of years. Awesome, awesome. What's one FinOps thing you've learned this year? How powerful unit economics is. Once you're able to give that to engineers and show them, and then you can track it over time, it's amazing what engineers do with that visibility so they can make better engineering decisions. I love it, love it, thank you. Okay, so can you introduce yourself? Sure, my name is Nikki Agarina and I am a second year associate at Capital One. Just joined the CloudX team that runs all of our uh, FinOps at Capital One. So you're brand new to FinOps? Yes. What is one FinOps thing you've learned so far? So one thing that we actually talked about today was the savings plans mm -hmm. and how when you stagger them, you actually have more cost savings because as they run out or as you get to a point where they are uh, expiring, then um, you're able to adjust for the future how much you're actually paying for your reserves. Thank you so much. Awesome.
Hey, this is Taylor Hauk again. The DC Roadshow was awesome. The venue was incredible, and it was great to meet and network with so many DC FinOps friends, both old and new. Make sure you check out the events page on finops.org to see what Roadshow or Meetup is closest to you. I've met so many awesome folks through our DC Meetups, and I'd really encourage you to see what events we're having near you. Don't forget to check out x.finops.org for information on the largest FinOps gathering of the year. Thank you to everyone who Joe harassed into talking into a microphone at the Roadshow. I always love hearing what others are learning about. The FinOps world is expanding so rapidly, it's really hard to keep up. Hearing what others are focused on and learning about always helps me identify areas where I might actually have more experience than I realize, but also find new topics to explore. Thank you to Rob Martin, Kelsey Rosen, Kyle McLaughlin, and Joe Daly for hosting the DC Roadshow and for all the speakers at the event as well. Thank you to Stacy Case for helping kick off the podcast and thanks to Joe for producing it. That's all for this episode. Until next time, keep on finopsin'.